good. Yeah, I'm good. All right, cool. All right. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Peace, what's going on? I'm J-Rod D. What's going on, everybody? I'm G. You welcome to the Poet Light Podcast. Hosted by none other than... Nuance. 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 Uh, big things going on right now, right? We're beginning something new, a brand new endeavor. You may have seen us at open mics. You may have seen us at certain shows. Uh, but now, we're going to go into a whole new avenue. The podcast realm. Um, we have a lot of things to say. Oh, a lot of things. Um, and we will that you guys will listen. And hopefully that you guys... Will take something from each episode. Um, it's gonna be a little something new, a little something, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You know, yeah, I guess you man. could say. So, so what we had an idea of doing is just bringing our chemistry to your home. You know, you ain't gotta come out with us to know uh, what is it, poetry lounge mm-hmm. or nothing like that. We coming straight to you, and we. How else better to do it mm-hmm. than you know kick back on the couch with none other than your brothers here? You know we got the we got the cool socks on, you know, jogging pants, and we just mm-hmm. chilling fresh out work. So you gonna hear some you know some poetry? You know we got anything from topics from music to sports to just everyday life situations, and we just two brothers that enjoy the art. And and we allow our art to just touch everything in our lives, all right? So we hope y'all dig it, man. It's going to be super, super fun, man. So how you want to kick this thing up? Better yet, let's do it like this. Okay. J-Rod D, sir. Mm-hmm. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good? Doing yes, pretty, sir. Yes, good sir. to see you. Good to see you. All right, well all right. hydrated and everything. Yes, sir. Know? Yes, sir. All right. What does poet life mean to you? The poet life. What is the poet life mean? Poet life to me. I just take both words. Um, oh, both words. Oh. Uh, poetry is my everyday. You know, I think about it all the time. Think about something I can say all the time. Um, how I can take what I see and put it in words. Um, I think I think it's a part of me. Hmm. I think poet life is just living in expression, living and expressing what you stand for. Um, and I choose to do that through the realm of poetry. Um, so poor life to me would be just an extension of, you know, who I am. Extension. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How about yourself? Well, I'm glad you asked, brother. You know what I'm saying? Uh, hmm. Poor life to me is just using everything, everyday skills and attaching your imagination to mm-hmm. it. You know, everything is a poem. For me, everything I see is a poem from... You know, walking down the street to the seeing the old couple holding hands and the and the baby running after his father, or something like that. To just anything I feel, mm-hmm. it's a beat, it's it's a groove to me. You know how I feel about grooves mm-hmm. and, and everything. So that's just that's the poet life to me. Everything that happens in your day is a piece of your poem. You just gotta share it, write it down, keep it. Okay. You know. Okay. Groovy man. Uh, well, shout out to the Poet Life. Shout this is the Poet Life Poet podcast Life. once hmm. again. Those just tuning in, I'm J-Rod D. I'm G. We are Nuance. Yes, we hosting sir. the Poet Life podcast. Yeah, Kick yeah. back on the couch. Um, come talk to us, man. Come, come let us know what's going on. What are your thoughts? You can Feel free to comment. If you're on the live feed, yeah. feel free to say what you got to say, support, whatever you, what you want to add to the comments Absolutely. appropriately, of course. Um, oh, every day, or not every day, every show, before the show, we will post the question. On our respective social medias, please 
read the question, answer the question. If you're on our uh, Instagrams, we'll have that. Uh, we'll have it on our storyline so you can see while you're scrolling through between working, the hustle and bustle of your day. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll put it on Facebook and all things of that nature. If you see us, we might even text a few people be just simply because we acknowledge that a lot of people have different, have different dialogue, excuse me. So, yeah, man, what was the, are we getting into the question we'll say? Um, let's, uh, let's, 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 let's come to that real quick. Okay. But, um, for those who may not know us, tell us about your journey in poetry. Oh, man. My journey in poetry started when I was nine years old. I heard a cat named uh, by the name of Basha Jones. He's a councilman now in Cleveland. If you're watching this, Basha, shout out to you, man. Congrats. Uh, he wrote a poem called I'm Just a Kid. And that poem to this day kind of was like part of my foundation. Mm. And I never, you know, taken poetry seriously. I, you know, you've never really seen kids writing or, you know, wanting to write at least, mm. <laughs> you know. And the fact that he just, it was at a talent show. He went to the uh, junior high with my sister. Okay. And I was just like, man, I want to do that. I think I could do that. But I was nervous. So up at, like from nine to my first on stage poem, I, uh, I recited, I think I was 13. It was in front of a class. I was nervous. I was messing up and tried to freestyle. It was mm-hmm. terrible. It was terrible. But uh, it just became like my voice because I was scared to talk and you know I didn't. I wasn't really sure of myself at the time. Mm-hmm. So you know, growing up, a pen and paper teaches you a lot of things. Okay. Man, it helps you grow as a person. It gives you that freedom to just escape the everyday life. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, man, how how did you get into this thing, man? Um. Before I go, tell us, tell us, like, okay, so you started then. Yeah. Where are you now with poetry? Now, poetry is is as simple as breathing to me, man. It's a part of my everyday speech. Okay. So now, alongside of being with one of the greatest brothers known to man, J. Rod D. Here, <laughs> it's just like poetry became that pillar for me. Right, right, right. You know that that safe haven where uh-huh. I can't, you know, you can have me at work you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and, and I'll be professional and all that stuff at school I'm studious mm-hmm. you know and, and, and my family I'm, I'm that brother that son that uncle but when it comes to my pen and pad I can be anything right 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 know, I can be anything I want to so now it's just a matter of you know we doing these shows every mm-hmm. now and again we get to touch the community like the time we got to perform for the kids at that uh what was that the school or something oh it's our piece yeah yeah uh, yeah. The holidays, yeah definitely that was you know we get to do things like that even mm-hmm. when we sparked off just networking and going on we took the water to flint mm-hmm. like what was that a couple of years ago yeah, a couple of years ago during the crisis yeah it was beautiful man those things are the tangibles that allow me to be a better poet because right. like i said before poetry is everything you see mm-hmm. so that sparked off you know how i started writing books and mm-hmm. became self-published authors to mm-hmm. wanting to write more books and then have that sort of be like a tool to navigate us higher into what we're right, doing right. now so it's, okay. i don't see poetry as just being a part of my life man i see it as just me being able to share my message like kind of how like a minister does his craft got you and in religion you, know, gotcha. you want to share the, you know spread the word i want to spread my words you okay know? hopefully it touches everybody they hear okay okay so yeah man so stop ducking the question though brother i ain't ducking it uh yeah, you, i think um 
Uh, I, I started when I was in middle school. Okay. I was in math class. I was frustrated what was going on in math. I wasn't really getting it at the time. Um, so I just started writing down how I felt. Mm. Um, I did my first little freestyle when I was a little kid, but that's like a little freestyle. You remember the freestyle? Yeah. How I get the freestyle the, go? I get the education for the whole nation. Now I'm free, so be like me. I was oh. probably like, you know, a couple of years old. Oh, but I was young enough that everybody was like, oh, you know, so. Um, but I you started writing. Hold on, you had the flat nah, top? Nah, I had a red cut. I had a red cut. What? We, we used to get these little Michael Jordan ball heads because it was Michael Jordan. So we go to the ball oh, shop. Nah. And my uncle, he cut our hair. He was like, oh, like, Uncle Chad, can I get the Michael Jordan? You know, he'll cut us get the ball head. Uncle Chad wasn't cutting the ball head for me, man. Um, Every time I got ball heads, I got whooping. Yeah, see, I don't know. <laughs> I started when I was in middle school, though, man. I was going yeah. with middle school. Um, it was around the time I wasn't a standard math class. I was frustrated, so I just vented my frustrations. And from that, it became like a relief for me. Hmm. It became something like a, uh, like a go-to. And I did my first spoken word piece when I was 19 years old. I was at a summer camp. I was a counselor. They had like a talent show for the staff before the, uh, the, the kids would come to the camp. Word. When they had like the week for training for the staff members, I did my uh, pre I did my poem there. It was in the middle of nowhere in Missouri. Um, a lot of people I didn't even know at all, never seen at all, haven't seen since then. And um, the response I got was incredible because I didn't expect that kind of response, and I wasn't looking for any kind of response. I just wanted to go on the stage and again find that relief. Uh, so I went on stage, did my thing, and it got such a good response. I felt encouraged. I felt like man, I can do this. And when I got off, one of the guys came to me. And he said, you know what, man, I think you got a future in this. It was my first time doing a, like my own original piece, 19 years old. I yeah. think I got a future in this. So I stuck with it. And ever since then, I went from uh, doing little venues at my school, Maryland Eastern Shore. Uh, went to different spoken word events around the city. I run a DMV. Um, linked up with G. And linked up with you. Became Nuance. And uh, ever since then, we've been going on, man. Uh, so published the book. Uh, just finished my second one. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Summertime is coming out soon, so be on the lookout for that. Everybody in yes, YouTube bro. and Facebook, Instagram land. Um, and I think that's I think that's how I plan on doing it, man. For the most part, my goal for poetry and how I see how I want my career to go, I want to be able to make more than I'm making now working a full time job off of poetry. I want that to be like my primary mean of income and I want to be like a good means of income mm. to the point where I can do other things as well and make more money. You know what I'm saying? Like have yeah, different yeah, streams yeah. of income, but poetry be chief. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's kind of like how, how I would like to go. I dig that, yeah. man. Make your passion your paycheck type. Yeah, thing. definitely, I man. That. So I never asked you this. Let's, let's okay. put a wrinkle in real quick. Okay. When you hit the stage, right? Mm-hmm. What what feeling takes over your body? How does that feel to just, you know, look out into the crowd and see, like, all eyes on you waiting to hear what you got to say? Uh, for the most part, man, honestly, nowadays it's... Okay, so it started off as, like, a nervous feeling. Of course, you get jitters, you get nervous because people are out there and you don't know how it's going to go. Now it's to the point where I know what I'm saying. I know how I'm going to say it. I know the effort I'm putting into what I'm saying. So now it's just like a tight feeling, like my, my core, everything is tight. It's like I'm, I'm ready to go. It's like I'm, I'm excited like it's game day. Yeah, or I'm about yeah, to go on the court yeah, yeah. to go put up 40 against somebody. So now I feel, I feel energized before I even go out there. Now I'm like, I'm, I'm hyped before I even go out on the stage. And when I get on the stage or wherever I'm at, in front of the microphone, in front of people, to present my poetry, it's, it's just that, uh, it's like it's beaming through me at that point. I dig that. You know what I mean? How about you? I still get nervous, man. Okay, okay. It's that excitement, though. Like, yeah. Especially, like, when we go to a venue where nobody's heard of us. Right. 
And it's like I like the fact that you know, like when we when we go to these venues and then they just think it's just somebody. It's like, mm. oh, from around the mm. way, give it up for uh, nuance. And they Smoking think, <laughs> they yeah. think it's one person, and it's actually two. And then right. we go up there, we do our thing, and like I like to see the evolution of the crowd. Mm. And when we from where we first start to where we finish, mm. it's just like wow. It's so groovy, man. And then that feeling turns from nervousness to confidence. Right. And then you just be in your element. Like, I close my eyes a lot because I like to picture what I'm saying. Like, it's just the crowd disappears at so, one point. So, the people who may not know some, some venues to go to, what would be, I guess, your, your favorite spots to hit up? My and then we can go in the shadows after that. My favorite spots to hit up is Pure Lounge every first Wednesday okay. of the month. Okay. That's Shout out to O. O yeah, the Poet. He's doing big things. Yeah, Shout out to O. Yeah, O. I love, uh, I want to really get out more to go into Baltimore, like mm -hmm. uh, support, you know, cats like Nova. Nova. Uh, Sir Alex. Sir Alex. And, uh, yeah. Uh, Nate. named Nate. Yeah, he got an uh, event coming up May yeah. 6th, too. Yeah. Shout out to Sir Alex. Shout out to Nova Spade and Nate. Poor yeah. name Nate, I'm sorry. Poor name Nate, man. It's it's a lot. Like this thing is starting to grow, in uh, in a in a rage like speed. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it's starting to build, like build and build and build to where it's authentic still, but mm -hmm. you know, in good areas. Who are some poets that inspire you? Like like nowadays, who are some poets that inspire you? That keep you on your toes? That keep you wanting to go? And we can go into the question the day after this, um, actually. Oh, um, uh, any spots that you like? I mean, I like all the spots you name. All the spots you name, I, I, I definitely like. I also want to shout out Just Me. Yeah, yeah, Nipsey's. Um, uh, Nipsey's. What was that? Uh, fourth Thursday? Oh, yeah, it's like Thursday. Shout out to Just Me. Yeah, Just Me. Uh, just Me. He's definitely doing his thing uh, with his events that he got going on. Yeah, man, that man's a beast. That man is definitely a beast. So you know, like 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 poets are inspired because these guys and women, mm -hmm. they've been doing anything. They've been grinding for years. They've been grinding for a long time, and now it seems like poetry is starting to get the recognition that it deserves. Even though it's not where we wanted to be, it's still making that that momentum. Still getting momentum and still pushing right. towards like a bigger, better spot. For me, man, I was started off by paying homage, you know, and saying happy belated birthday to the late Maya Angelou because she right. definitely right. Dog, from her voice mm -hmm. to like the presence of her, you know, the presence of her is poetry. Not many people can have that that aura about them. Definitely. You know what I mean? It was, it was her. It was Gil Scott Heron for me. Uh, man, I grew up like reading like the uh, the E. E. Cummings and the uh, What's my man's name? Edgar Allan Poe mm -hmm. and all. Just learning different styles until I found the grooves of, uh, you know, people like Jill Scott. Mm -hmm. Jill Scott to this day. If I ever see Jill Scott, I'm gonna propose, dog. She went pro on site. You gonna hit that knee button? <laughs> I'm gonna propose, but it's her. It's common mm -hmm. for me. Like those lyricists, I respect the the musicians who are just right. pure lyricists. Right. You know, those that because they're poets. Uh, Andre 3000, hands down. Definitely Andre Is that. the most, like, he's my favorite out of like, uh -huh. any and everybody. I, like, that's a goal to meet him one day. You know, poets, like, and even down to, like, the people that we, we rock with every day. Mm -hmm. You, O, Lucky, Ransom, 
who else keeps me on my toes, man? Nate, poor name Nate. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, my uh, my beautiful and talented uh, Jay speaks. You know, so you, you probably haven't met her yet, but she's she's pretty, super dope, man. And just us, man. Like the mm-hmm. from the times that we just have our mm-hmm. sessions at the house, man. Right. When we when we had the house, it was just like so dope being in the basement and just bouncing ideas off each other, and then just watching the magic evolve, bro. What about yourself, man? Who who hits you? I'm 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 a star historically, so. Kicking it from not, not I don't want to say story like the old, but I guess you can say legendary status. Yeah. Black Ice is probably Black my Ice, favorite legendary sure. status poet. For sure. Um, hands down. I remember being in high school looking at uh, Death Poetry Jam videos on YouTube when I was supposed to be doing classwork in the computer lab, <laughs> just listening to everything he had to say, holding on to every word, and then seeing yeah, how man. like when he finished, he walked off the stage, and it was like it was it was crazy just 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 seeing that. I can imagine how it was being in that in that area at the time when it was just so so thick. Um, even now to the modern times, guys like Messiah Ram consume. Um, I looked I looked up to this guy a whole lot, still do. But when he was in the city, I looked up to a lot, looked up to him so much so that um I wanted to be at every show I could make that he was performing. I I tried to make it out there, yeah. and I got to perform at one of his events one day, and uh, yeah, I tried to speak to him outside the show after the show. And it was a pretty good conversation, man. I definitely spoke inspired from that conversation. Real down earth, humble guy, yeah. real solid, strong brother. Um, also, I want to shout out Over the Poet, because Over the Poet, um, like I said, his, his style was, is, is matchless. I remember I was still in college. I went to, went to one of his shows, um, and he was performing at an art show. And the first time I seen somebody, I seen him before, of course, but actually like witnessed it and actually understood going without a microphone and when i seen that hmm. it, it made sense like that's how you do it yeah i mean it may not be for everybody else but that's for me like it, it, it stuck with me that's how you do it yeah so i seen oh and i seen this grind and so much like it's a it's a question i want to ask but i wait i, I wish we get there but it's like okay i seen oh dude he has he has a documentary out he has yeah. an album out yeah, and he's make he has he hosts his own shows, and he's everywhere. He's, he's, he's everywhere, right? Yeah, he's everywhere. So that's the level that I'm thinking about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even if it's not that kind of way that he's doing it, like I said, he moves how he moves. But that's what I'm talking about. Has poetry being that means you know to what you want to get accomplished, I feel man? That. Like you ever got him to uh, Strivers Row? I heard about Strivers yeah, before. Yeah, so like my. A lot of my favorites, you know, Josh Bennett, Miles Hodges, Jasmine Mance, who is just like, she's a Gensu artist when it comes to words. Yeah, she's deep. You know, I got hip to them, like, just the, the shout out to the Strivers Row too, man. Just shout out to Strivers Row. Doing a lot, man. If y'all haven't heard of them, YouTube them, Google them. Like, it's just a, it's a plethora of people. Uh, Carvin's Lassant, who is just like that guy mm-hmm. and he's he's doing like uh theater now like mm-hmm. your your poetry can take you to those places where it's just like you didn't think that you were allowed to go with this, just your pen and pad starting off you know you just was writing you like for me i was just a kid writing now i'm like here doing a podcast we doing shows i'm in dc i'm 
from East Cleveland, Ohio, brother. I didn't think I was going to be out here, <laughs> you know? You think poetry will ever get on the radio? I think... Uh, like people had their favorite songs? That's tough, man, because... Because, you know, you for, think poetry, like you think stage, you think... You think stage, you think books, you think... Right, you know right, what right. Saying? Conversational yeah. type stuff for the for the radio... I don't think the radio would want to play poetry because we we not our our skill can't really be bought like that. How do, how do you think you can translate it to that area? I mean, is it possible? It, I think it's possible, but you have to be so creative, okay, and different. Yeah, yeah I got you. Like got you, you can't go the same route as like somebody who has a mixtape and wants mm -hmm. to hop on you know serious radio and go mm -hmm. on sway in the morning and Breakfast Club. You gotta. You gotta come in there with, with some type of eclectic energy that says, hey, look at me. Yeah. I got something different that I know you're gonna like. Kinda like how hip hop was in the very beginning. Nobody mm -hmm. knew that hip hop would grow to what it was gonna be. Now. Yeah, definitely not. Now you got different genres of hip hop. You hip hop got, was the number know? one music genre in the country now. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it started out and just like, little boroughs mm. of New York like now it's all over the world in different languages like that's why like poetry I feel like is in different languages but it's mm. just not as loud as hip hop or R&B or like music for people to play it on the radio definitely but once it gets there that's gonna be dope like for example I'm thinking about Young Jeezy had an album out I wanna say maybe I think either a year or two years ago, mm. he had Sonny Patterson on one of the songs. Mm. And you know, Sonny Patterson's dope. Sonny Patterson's like lyrical. Yeah. And when the song was incredible as well. Um, that's a song that can be on the radio possibly because it was a song, it segued to her, to her joint and she had, she had time to spit what she wanted to say. Like, stuff like that, that's the vision that I have, you know. For what things we can do. So when I heard that O had an album out, I'm like, man, some of these songs can be on the radio. You know what I mean? And even if it's not this album right here, if he keeps pushing out this kind of work, man, eventually 95.5, 95.5 shouts a new artist almost almost every day. Yeah. For the most part. So, you know what I mean? Like like this stuff can get there. Um, but let's get to this question of the day. So we had a question of the day for those who are watching. Yeah, question yeah. of the day when we would just ask a random question on Instagram or on our story, and of course you could put a poll. And yeah. yes and no. So last, the question that we asked before this one currently was, um, in light of the recent events going on in America, consider this James Baldwin's quote where he says, to be African-American, it is to be, no, to be black in America, I'm sorry, to be black in America is to be in a constant state of rage. Do you agree yes and no? Right? Mm. A lot of people say yes. And I'm sure because this was a time when the police officers who, police officers just, you know, just, just got away for Eric Garner. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just got off for that whole case. It was, it's nothing going on. They able to keep working. Uh, also, Stephon Clark. Yeah, man. He had a cell phone. He thought it was a gun. You know, like, like, it makes you think. So as a poet, it makes you think, okay, how can I channel this frustration into something that can actually inspire people to want to make something happen and not just be like a rant because it's easy to go and rant i feel like this and then go right. to next open mic and just say how i feel but if you don't move anybody to action then it's like it's like you just 
it's like you fart it, pretty much, right? <laughs> it's like you fart it. Yeah. You know, we smell it. You know, what I'm saying it's it, around. It's like, right, it's, it's, go it's, away. it's gonna go away, yeah. right? You know what I'm saying? So, I mean that that man. First off, that quote is just in itself. James Baldwin. I mean, that name carries, but that rage that you feel, man. Mm. It, it, as a poet, it makes you want to rant mm. because that's the easy route, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm mad. Let me put it to pen and paper and go on somebody's stage or somebody over mic, like you said, and just mm. rant because that's what all that's what it will be. But to be a poet means that you have to intrigue the minds of your listeners too, mm. especially if you're on the stage. You know, because everybody's not going to read it how you say it. Mm -hmm. We all know that, you know. So it's it's one of those, what can I say to make sure that I'm not rapping, I'm not long-winded, mm -hmm. but I get directly to the point that touches right. the heart of the people in the audience that says, man, we got to do something. Or right. I need to take this into consideration because for some, it's just like, oh, man, well, there go another cop killing the black man. Mm -hmm. He's going to get off. And then now we about to bury another one of us. Mm -hmm. Versus saying that, how can we shift over to saying something like, nah, that we have to protect what's ours. We mm -hmm. have to make sure, you know, even though that a lot of these situations are like uh, not as daunting or not as, you know, threatening as you right. may think, but it ends up being the opposite. Mm -hmm. Stefan Clark died because he had a f cell phone in his hand and they thought it was, they thought it was a gun. Right. You know, for us poets like that, we can take that and flip that into a whole storyline and use every that metaphor. That could be a bar. You know, that would be not just a bar. That would be several bars, mm -hmm. you know? And I can imagine, I, I, I feel like people have already used that example in their poems. You know, I don't I don't know if it was rant though, or if it was really to just say something. There's nothing wrong with rants, you know. There's nothing, nothing wrong, wrong with rants it. until your rant becomes more than poetry it becomes just a rant like, like if it's self-serving right if it's self-serving and you just needed to vent that's cool yeah definitely, definitely. but you know for that. the sake of the listeners you know because open mics to mean to me is just like okay you're you're there to share your art mm -hmm. to share your heart through this art that's what i say you know sharing my heart through this art right you know so just you know be entertaining because that's what the stage is. You hop on stage, you're sharing something, but you're also there to entertain. Mm -hmm. Your body language, you know, what your topic is. A lot of poets seem so one-dimensional these mm -hmm. days to the point that you almost can guess what they're about to say based off the first two things that come out their mouth. And you never want to get to that point where people can already know, okay, he's going to talk about this, or this is going to come next, or okay, yeah, I already yeah. know you got a new post and it's Poetry Month. This is going to be what it's going to be about, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, man. It's Poetry Month. I'm yeah, excited it's for it. Month. How you want to handle this month? You know, last month we did the 31 Days of She mm -hmm. for Women's Month. You know, shout What's out to everybody. Days of she? 31 Days of She started out as an idea. Okay. You know, remember we were sitting at the house. Mm -hmm. I'm like, man, I want to I kind of do something on an everyday basis. And... At first, you weren't rocking with it. He's like, oh, I'm going to just let that be your thing. Mm -hmm. And then this year, 31 Days of She is just, we take a poem. We write a poem every day. Straight, just whatever perspective it comes from us. Mine will be just words of affirmation this year. 
you know, I chose to go the opposite route and direct it more towards us brothers because sometimes we need that that voice that says you're doing okay, but sometimes you may not understand, you know, her. Mm. That's the 31 days of she, whether you're single or in a relationship. So 31 days of she actually was very worked very well we're pretty good very very good i got a lot of feedback from brothers more brothers than i did sisters which is a good thing because you made yeah. it a brother you know what i mean and then like that network is oh man thank you man mm -hmm. you know we got a shout out from uh somebody in the uk asking mm -hmm. us if we was going to do more stuff like that so shout out to that brother you know and definitely so but how are we going to do poetry month man poetry month let's uh we can workshop that but i think we should do more visuals for poetry month because like I said, I mean, the daily posts were perfect, yeah. but if we incorporate more visuals, um, I, th I think it'll be, it'll be dope. Okay, uh, okay. So yeah, you yeah. had a question this Stay week. Stay tuned for that. You had a question this week. Uh, what was that question? Oh, man. I'm going to check the answers real quick, too. Let me check mine, too. You know? Okay, our question this week, right? Can you accomplish goals and be successful without feeling, without the feeling of competing or proving someone wrong? Okay. So I took it to uh, Instagram, and 85% of the people that replied said yes. Right. 15 said no. So it's 85% agree that you can be successful and accomplish goals without competing mm -hmm. or trying to prove somebody wrong. Yeah. Okay. That fifteen percent, I want to touch like on that, like, cause I, I can understand why you say no to that though. Like, what, what, what did you get out of yours? What was the? I had a uh, seventy-six said yes, and then twenty-four percent said no. Okay, okay. Did you get any uh, reach outs to you know? I, had, I had, I had one person reach out to me. They said, um, you know, that kind of gives you a chip on your shoulder. Having a chip on your shoulder is a long way. It goes a long way. Okay. Um, example, guys like Michael Jordan, guys like Tiger Woods, who said. Uh, he asked him, so what makes, what gives you a competitive edge? He said, uh, I just think about how I want to beat you. Mm. And that's pretty much what he did. He beat everybody when he was, Tiger Woods was really grinding like that before the scandal and everything like that. So I dig that. Think about like uh, Mike Tyson who said, I want to eat your kids. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, the yeah, most yeah. wild, random stuff. Like they really trying to it's only a get problem. with you. If I say it's a problem. Yeah, Mike Tyson yeah, yeah. is one of my guys. He's become a great philosopher over his growth. You know, in my opinion, that is. But so, what do you think? Do you think? Do you think it's yes or no? Man, I think that for me, it's leaning towards the no side a little bit. Okay. Simply because a lot of people aren't as self motivated to achieve goals. You know, they don't wake up with that, especially in our generation. Mm -hmm. They don't wake up with that mindset, like, oh man, let's. Uh, let me get this done so I could just achieve this and be closer to that. You, you don't see too many of our generation just wanting to wake up and be great. They have to see you do it first. Or mm. they have to, you know what I'm saying, they, they have to have an example of somebody to chase mm. or somebody to go against. Whether mm. you're just like a celebrity or somebody that you they've never seen. Social media is mm. big with that, you know. Like, oh, well, he got his uh, his style looking this way. Let me, you know what I'm saying? Let me learn from his style, but flip it into how I can have my mm -hmm. style. And poetry, man. And I may be jumping the gun, but it's the same. Now you're right on track. You see, you ever seen anybody, like, bite somebody's style? Probably yeah. bite seen, your style, bite a topic, or... I've seen 
several people bite style, bite the exact bar. Mm-hmm. And try to maybe flip a couple words behind. I just be like, I know exactly who said that. Because we live in a day age where social media is big. Right. You know, technology is big. Things like YouTube are big. You can't, you know, just take people's art like that. If you think about the time, I was, I was in college and I did this poetry contest. Mm. And uh, eBaby was one of the hosts for the, they had like a, a Shout out a to panel. eBaby, man. Shout out to eBaby. Uh, he was one of the panel panelists and was also one of the judges for the poetry contest. Uh-huh. Uh, so, you know, I was, I made it to the final round and I did a poem that I wrote myself. And the guy who won, he uh, he did like If by Rudyard Kipling or something like that. Like If, If? Like If, If. Like If. And, and won the contest. If you could keep it. <laughs> it was either If or Invictus, but it was a poem. It was like. You didn't write that, brother. You didn't write that. Like, that don't get me wrong. The way he presented it was flawless. I'm not, I, I can't, I can't, I can't go against that at all. I'm not hating, but I'm saying like well, he did the movements. You know how you do like at your at your coming out show. Man, the the, the idea <laughs> that it's an original. Yeah, it's an original work versus an imitation. And even the people who were the audience member said, "Hold up, wait!" Like you, you, you know, it's been when the artist is like, "Hold up, wait!" I heard that before. And then, and they like, they like, "Yo, man, you should have won that. You should have won that because I'm like, you know what? It's, I'm not the judge, so I didn't even hate on him. I didn't even say nothing about it. But ever since that moment, it was always funny whenever I seen him on campus. It was always like, you know, he'll be like try to turn his head, like uh, you know, like you know, you guilty yeah, type yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. This made me think about something, right? Okay. What if we're we talking about competition? We're talking about... Um, all right, to answer your question, ultimately, I think it's possible to be successful and to achieve goals without trying to compete with somebody or prove somebody wrong. I say that because it takes the wherewithal within yourself to know that it's not about what they're doing, it's about what you're doing. Word. Now, that doesn't mean that... You know, you want to put out the best stuff so that they got to reach up to you. That doesn't mean that at all. All I'm saying is, no, that doesn't mean that you can't put the best stuff out so that somebody can reach up to your level. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that's, that's good to do that too. But I'm saying your standards should be so high that it's not about you competing with nobody. It's about you trying to reach the standards you already set for yourself. Okay. If that makes sense, or right? if you didn't set standards for yourself. If you didn't set standards for yourself, then you would be with somebody that is that thrives off that competition. Right. And it doesn't make you a bad person, but I think it's a different perspective. Right. You know what I mean? That's why I teetered the line the same between yes and no, because sometimes that 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 chip on your shoulder can be some encouragement. Some of us like we perform best when that our backs against the wall. Mm-hmm. You know, we know we got something that to go against or to prove or yeah. you know, it, it becomes we become more studious of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, well, let me make sure I got this right, that right. You know, the diction and what I'm speaking here is good, you know, and then how I articulate that part. Mm-hmm. It, all that is just, it becomes important when you know that somebody out here is doing the same thing you're doing. They're in their lane. You know, it's not like a, a beef or anything, right, right. but it's it's more so it's like, uh, okay, well, shoot, Jay over here, like, this man is nice. He on it today. And there's yeah. been shows that we had where, like, you know, we get we grade ourselves. Like, yeah. okay, well, what do we give that show? And honestly, what, the first time we did Pure, that was the first time we ever gave ourselves an A, like, yeah. right off the bat. 
Because everything just felt right. It just flowed. And we used that as like the pedestal to put every other mm. piece that we had. So that's so so that was just competing with ourselves, right? Yeah. It's it's a line in one of my poems when I say, um, my poetry was called Too Rhyme by a poetry buff, but who am I to deny the most highest gift? Mm. Uh again when I was in college, another guy came through. Um, you know, he was he was he was he's a legendary uh poet, legendary um poet uh what's the word I'm looking for? connoisseur of sorts i guess you can say that he's been everywhere he's seen everything heard everything and you know a, a, a big name in poetry yeah. right he came he you know, he was speaking and i did a poem it was another presentation open mic for this for this situation too i did another poem original and he said your stuff is good but it's just too rhymy i didn't know what he meant but to me i'm coming from hip-hop and rap and my favorite rappers are lyricists you know what i'm saying so mm -hmm. i'm thinking like okay my poetry is along the same vein um so I tried to switch the style up a little bit. It didn't feel comfortable, but I stuck with it. I tried to stick with. I tried to change the style up and be more open with my verses and uh, not rhyme so much. But I think I found my groove uh, a little later on down the line. But yeah. I still use that line to this day because I was trying to prove something wrong. I was trying to prove him wrong, right? That okay, I'm, I'm gonna keep on rhyming. It's gonna keep on grinding. It's gonna keep on yeah. shining, right? But now it's like okay. Now that's not even need within me no more. So I think for me, that's why I say it is possible because I wanted to prove my wrong because I felt offended. I felt like, how dare you? I felt like this is my work. I felt some kind of way about that. Whether yeah, it was a bad, whether it was feeling hurt, whatever, I felt some kind of way. And until I was able to heal from that, that's when I was like, you know what? I don't got to prove nothing to nobody. What? I'm just do my thing. And then it's going to be what it is because I'm putting all my effort into it because this is my responsibility. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I dig that. I dig that. So, oh man, we uh, before we go, right? Before yeah. we go, top two favorite bars that you ever uh, outside of that one, of course, that you've ever delivered on the stage, like whatever it could be, like the stanza that you had or top two, me top two, top two, top two. Uh, I like to pace it patiently, never lack it, basically lurking for some luck to level up a sense of urgency. Go get that. Yeah, I like that, and it's another one that I had from a song that I made, and it says, uh, "Flesh, bone, spirit, I can find the inner peace." So I chose the lyrics. I chose the inner peace, liberty, and dignity. If you owe a dollar, don't give me a dollar tendency. Ali, Ali, oxen free. Holly lost the oxygen, and Tommy got away for free. So why should I give up and go seek lotteries or robberies? Right. So yeah. something like that, but but that's rhyming, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's it's not like it's not like yeah, it's it's more so. It's that's I what it's what it is. Like it gives me that that feel of like that double Dutch feel mm. of like you know what I'm mm. saying. We, when you're making like dough, yeah, you got to you know add those ingredients to make you know what I'm saying whatever you want to do. It's like cooking. Real quick, same question. Oh man, for one for me is. Uh, don't be out here claiming chief if you so willing to leave your tribe hot and dry in the end. Don't be out here claiming chief if you so willing to leave your tribe hot and dry in the end. Know your limits. Know the difference between being sidelined and being offsides. Respect that line of scrimmage. You can't claim MJ in the flu game when your dependents can't depend on you to be pippin'. Mm -hmm. That's probably like one of my favorite, favorite bars. Another one is... uh uh, uh, uh um, Man, well, how did it go? Uh, uh, and our women, 
have a more televised prescription. She figures if she can handle the scandal, then she can get a get, then she can get away with murder and become a housewife. Use that false power to build her empire. Sell away her life, away for likes written in that black ink. Starting to think that maybe the remedy she's learning from love and hip hop be about as authentic as a thrift shop. Mm -hmm. 